the cool part of this competition is it's a whole family event. So it's not like your traditional figure uh, fitness bikini thing. It's, I mean, there's a whole outdoor fitness component with obstacle course. Uh, they call it a true grit challenge, which is kind of like a CrossFit challenge. Um, fitness skills, all this stuff. So that's open to men, to kids. They've got all these different age divisions and um, whatever. The women do, they add on the bikini and the um, routines, but then there's a bunch of other stuff. So it's a whole fitness weekend. And that's why I love this competition so much because it's so much less about your body and more about being an athlete. And that's why I kind of switched over to this one versus um, the NPC stuff and the fitness America stuff and whatever, because if your body's not perfect, even if you have a rock and routine, there's your, you know, your chance. Hi, I'm Pete McCall and welcome to this episode of the all about fitness podcast. That voice you heard at the beginning is the guest for this episode, Mrs. Shauna Verstegen. Now this is this is a fun interview and and really before I get into the introduction for Shauna, I really want to say thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the All About Fitness podcast. And I really think you're going to get a lot out of this interview because this interview is how we scare ourselves a little bit and how to push yourself a little bit for a stretch goal. Now this is not the first time that Shauna has been on the podcast. I interviewed her a couple of years ago for a special Mother's Day episode I did. Because Sean is is a tremendous individual. I've known her for a number of years. She's in the same community I am. She's a fitness educator. She's an educator for the American Council on Exercise. She's a master instructor for TRX. So she travels around the world teaching people how to use the TRX training system. And now, now she's doing that virtually. But she's also a fitness manager and a personal trainer in Madison, Wisconsin. And recently, and Shauna is a, an amazing athlete. In, if you, in our previous in our previous interview, and I'm gonna link down to that below in the show notes. In our previous interview, Shauna talked about becoming a pole vaulter at University of Wisconsin, even though she never really trained in the pole vault. And she's done. She's also a competitive. She's a lumberjill athlete. She does log rolling and competes in boom running. She's a world champion lumberjill athlete, a world champion log rolling athlete. And that's why I interviewed her about last time. She had had a baby. She had had her first baby, her first son, and she returned to being a professional lumberjack or lumberjill competitor. This time, however, what I'm ta- what I'm interviewing Shauna about is training for a fitness competition. Shauna used to do fitness competitions. She is now 40 years old, and she talks about this. And as a mother of two kids, she and her entire family train for this fitness competition, and that's what we talk about today. It's about how fitness can bring a family together. It's also about why we need to sometimes set stretch goals, right? I mean, here, here she is, a busy working mother. We're in the middle of COVID. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We have all these things going on, and she made a decision to train for a fitness competition, which really had to push her out of her comfort zone. And that's why I want to reach out to her. I, when I saw she posted, she shares a lot online. We, we communicate back and forth on Facebook and sometimes on Instagram. She does some amazing posts. I love the posts of her, of her family, what she does with her husband and her kids. And when I saw that she was training for this, I reached out to her and said, hey, when you're done, I'm going to have you on the podcast because I want you to talk about that experience. And that's exactly what we talk about today. So real quick, however you're listening to this podcast, whatever platform you're on, if you could do me a favor, subscribe, give it a quick review. If you enjoy the content, that's how I can get more listeners is by getting you to support it, by having you subscribe and having you having you give it a review to let other people know the benefits of, of listening to All About Fitness. So let's get into it with this interview with Ms. Shauna Verstegen to talk about what it's like to train for a fitness competition 
as a working 40-year-old mother of two. Today on the All About Fitness podcast, it is a lot of fun to catch up with an old friend, Shauna Verstegen. Shauna, how are you doing today? I'm good, but I think you just called me old. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, we've known each I, I, I mean, know. No, we've, we've, known, no, we've known each other for a long, long time. Yeah. And for listeners, Shauna has been on the podcast before. The last time you were on, we, we talked about you returning. You became, you are a professional athlete. You have been a professional athlete. And what sport do you compete in? I am a world champion lumberjack athlete, a log roller and a boom runner. And see, so I think that's, that's my big sport. I still think that's so cool. And you returned to the professional level after the birth of your first kid, right? I mean, that's why yes. I asked last time. Within like too soon. Yeah, very soon. <laughs> but how'd you do how'd you do that season? When you when you competed after and your your kids are gray and gray is the younger one. No. Grayson is the older one. Grayson's five and Clark okay. is is two now. So we've got Grayson from Batman, Clark from Superman, obviously. <laughs> that was all my husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a great, but no, you, you, so you returned to a competition after Grayson and then uh, Clark, the shark is how I remember that just from your post on yeah. Facebook, which I think is yeah. awesome. But how was it to return to competition after having the first one? Um, completely different. And, um, that season I did okay, but, um, definitely not my best season of competition, but I returned five weeks after he was born. So, um, so definitely wasn't at my peak, but the, what I'm learning is I'm sure most moms know is you can absolutely still be an athlete. It's just, you have a different body. You have different priorities. Um, a lot of the time you have much less sleep. Um, I'm sure a lot of fathers as athletes know this as well. Um, and it's just a matter of adapting to all that. But I think the the biggest overall picture is still being a competitive athlete as a parent is a completely different perspective. Um, before kids, when I competed in different athletic events, that athletic event was the pinnacle of my life. Like if I didn't win, then you know, I was miserable and, and I was so nervous. And, and now as a parent, you look at that as just a really small part of your life, something you enjoy, but now your children and your family are the pinnacle of your life. And this other stuff is, is fun and exciting. Uh, but there's, it's a much bigger picture for sure. Well, and then that's why I want, that's why you're on back on the show today is you just got done with something. So what, what big birthday did you have this year or was it last year? It was this year. I turned 40. <laughs> you turned 40. And what did you do to celebrate your 40th birthday? I mean, I know this because I follow you. We're friends. On Cause social we, media. we hang out online. Um, I, uh, well, I, I wasn't going to do much of anything because of the pandemic. And years ago, I used to compete in fitness competitions. So Fitness America, um, Miss Fitness USA, Miss Fitness World. Um, and I haven't done that in 10 years. And um, I, all my other stuff was canceled this year. And I saw one of my favorite fitness competitions in Florida was being run really safe. And I really would like wanted a goal and wanted something to train for. Um, as I'm sure many people are feeling a little bit lost and kind of without a purpose during this, this pandemic and, um, decided to sign up for another fitness competition the first time in 10 years. And what was the, I mean, the motivator was to have a goal. Cause I'm not, it's funny, mm -hmm. John, but you say that, and I don't need, personally, I don't need that motivation to be able to hit the gym. I can see why people do, because otherwise it's like, and eh, what am I doing? Why am I mm -hmm. here for you? What does having a goal? Cause I'm sure there are a lot of listeners that are more like you than me. For you, to what is what does having a goal do? How does that help motivate you 
to, to stay focused on, on what you're doing. Oh gosh. Well, on, on so many levels, and I know you and I have talked about some of this in the past too, but first of all, having a goal, an athletic goal, um, not just a, a physical goal. I want to look like this. I want to fit into this size, whatever, but an athletic goal. I want to be able to compete at this event safely. Um, gives somebody a reason, a motivation, an excitement, a desire to actually get up and do their workout. Um, if your goal is aesthetic, like I want to look the certain way, whatever, that might be enough, but but it's not going to give you that deep down why, which is why so many people need. And that maybe will drive you for a few weeks. But if you really have an event that you're training for that really means something to you, um, then you will go work on that. And what's really cool about that type of training is if you have a physical and athletic goal, the aesthetic stuff, your, your body, that comes naturally. Um, then you start to look like an athlete when you start to train like an athlete. And, um, and it doesn't have to be a world-class competition. It can be, you know, a virtual 5k or, um, or a, a t- an obstacle course race, or I don't know, a, um, a tennis tournament, something like that, but something that you know is going to be a big goal for you um, to help drive those workouts and get you excited and get you planning and get you fueled up for what you're doing. Well, I should walk that back. As you said that, I realized, I remember at the beginning, I was coaching, I was coaching high school rugby this past year. And like a lot of so many other things that's on hold right now. But one of the things I'd wanted to do was to try to hit two of the bigger old boys rugby tournaments and play the over 40 in the over 45 category. Because they have old, they have over thirty five old boys rugby, and they have over forty. They even have over fifty five. Uh, they mm-hmm. they're old out there over the age of fifty five. It's more of just go run around in each other and roll in the mud, and then go hang out afterwards. Mm-hmm. And all, but so I should I should walk that back a bit. And I do like to do the obstacle course races when a there's one in the area, and b it aligns with my travel schedule. So real quick, what, what do you do? Cause I know you're, you're a fitness manager at a gym in Madison, but also mm-hmm. what else do you do? Cause you work with TRX and mm-hmm. what do you do for TRX and, and how has that been affected this year? Oh gosh, I have, I have lots of hats just like you do. Just like so many people you talk to do. Uh, but yeah, I'm the fitness director of this awesome gym in Madison, Wisconsin called Supreme Health and Fitness. So that's my during the week job. And, and just like so many people in the fitness industry, it's been pivoting left and right and up and down and around trying to stay open, keep people safe, do the right thing. Um, and I'm a master instructor for TRX training, um, a master instructor for the American Council on Exercise where we met, and a writer and blogger for Under Armour. Um, so the real big change in my world is just like you, I was traveling every single weekend to go teach somewhere. And um, and that all stopped immediately on March 15th. There was no more travel Um everything stopped and just the crazy lifestyle that we know was done. Then it turned into, Oh my gosh, how do we get this all on the computer? And um, so it really was a, a, a blessing in disguise. We were able to educate through TRX um, thousands and thousands of people through our online education during the pandemic. We offered a free virtual education course. And for listeners, we just had a little glitch. There was one of the little goblins and the Zoom wire that stepped on it. But Shauna was talking about educating for TRX. And just so you know, right when everything started happening, Randy, I had a little round table with Randy and a couple other people. And Randy Hedrick is, is the founder of TRX. How is that going? How did that go to educate people online virtually through TRX? 
It was crazy and chaotic and super fun. Um, we had to pivot and get awesome at all of our digital platforms. We had every single blooper that could possibly happen. Um, during one of my courses, I was demonstrating something and I dropped my computer. And I said some naughty words, um, thinking that I had disconnected. Apparently, I was still connected. So um, a thousand people heard me saying naughty words as I was trying to log back in. Um, But anyway, all sorts of bloopers and whatever. But we were able to um, help educate thousands of fitness pros and learn how to do a new digital platform. And now our courses are paid courses. They're really good. um, And they're all on a digital platform. Um, Obviously, there's pros and cons. It's still nice to be in person and be able to do some tactile cueing and, and immediate feedback and so on. But we can have people from all over the world not have to travel, log into their computer and get certified as a TRX coach. I can log in, teach people all day, shut my computer, go home and have dinner with my family. Like that's, there's so many benefits to all of this for sure. Excuse me. I know this is an exciting interview, but I'm going to break in for one moment and tell you about some exciting news. At the All About Fitness podcast, I am never going to put content behind a paywall. However, if you become a supporter of the podcast, you will get access to exclusive content that I am not going to make available anywhere else. So here's the deal. You can become a fan of the All About Fitness podcast by purchasing one of my ebooks, Dynamic Anatomy, Exercise for the Fountain of Youth, or Functional Core Training. Each ebook is $7. And if you purchase an ebook, you become a fan of the All About Fitness podcast. If you purchase a workout, I have a dumbbell strength training workout, a kettlebell training workout, and I have a functional core training workout. Each program is eight weeks long, includes the workouts, includes metabolic conditioning, and they include active recovery workouts. It's a great deal. Each workout is $12. By purchasing a workout for $12, you become a supporter of the All About Fitness podcast. To become a super fan of All About Fitness, you purchase a bundle. I have different bundles available. I have bundles of ebooks. I have the Dynamic Anatomy ebook and webinar bundle. I have the Functional Core Training and Dynamic Anatomy ebook bundle. Bundles are $19. So those are the three price levels. You become a fan by purchasing an ebook for $7. You become a supporter by purchasing a workout for $12. Or you become a super fan by purchasing a bundle for $19. I don't want to take advertising dollars. I want this to be a listener-supported podcast. By supporting the All About Fitness podcast, and not only do you get great episodes, I try to put out four to five full-length interviews each month, but by supporting the podcast, you'll get access to exclusive content that'll help you learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. Thanks for your time. Now let's get back to the interview. And that's been the interesting thing is a lot of us who work in fitness have had to turn living rooms and and dining rooms and garages and extra rooms into TV studios and production studios. Where do you do most of your filming? Do you do it there? I've been so, yeah, I've been so lucky to have this gym. Even when we were closed because I'm the director here, I was still able to come in and use the studio space. And when I teach, um, now that we have a limited class schedule there, we always have an open studio so I can go into the studio and film and teach and everything. So I'm really, really lucky. I didn't have to convert to garage or anything like that. And now real quick, before I want want to get back to your competition, you do work, Mm -hmm. you're an an athlete for Under Armour. And I know Mm -hmm. you've done some of the comparison on masks. So what do you, what is it about? I need to order, actually, I need to go ahead and order one from Under Armour. (laughs) I know they're made, they say this, I wear other masks when I work out and I'm like, "Mm, they're not quite made for working. What's been your, yeah. How do you like that? Under Armour mask right here. Because yeah, you Um, you wear in your videos when you post your workout videos and stuff you have it on which 
I think A is great leadership by example, but B, you're just adapting to the new reality. So what is it that you like about the Under Armour masks to give them a little plug? There's honestly, there's a lot of masks I like. So um, so I'm not just going to single out Under Armour. Um, the second this whole pandemic started, I started experimenting with masks and um, doing research. I had my interns do research on masks and the safety of working out with masks, the importance of wearing masks in a fitness facility, um, and what makes them usable and what makes some masks virtually impossible. And the real big takeaway is masks make your face get warmer. And your face is where your body cools itself. And I'm sure you you know this. And so if it's harder to cool yourself, you feel a little less comfortable. Um, so you want to find a mask that fits really well. And I don't like the term breathable because you don't want a breathable mask. You want one that does block the virus, but a mask that helps keep you cool. Um and doesn't affect your workout so much, doesn't get really wet. So the best masks I've found so far, in fact, the Under Armour mask is actually a little bit warm. Um, on the really hot summer days, I didn't like it because it's thicker. However, now that it's cold in Wisconsin, it's perfect. It's the one I've been wearing the most <laughs> often because it actually feels nice to stay a little bit warmer. Uh, my other favorite mask is the outdoor research mask that you can get from REI. That one's really, really good too. Um, and, um, honestly, if you go online now, so many fitness companies are making really good masks that are meant for exercising. The big secret is to find one that fits you well and that you can work out in. And we want to make sure people know that you have to give it a little bit of time. The first time you work out in a mask, it's not going to be comfortable. It's like the first time you work out outside 95 degree heat, it doesn't feel good. But as you start doing it, your body adapts just like it does to everything else. Well, it's funny you say that I was doing kettlebell swings last night and was having to kind of step to the side and take my mask down for a minute or two, just kind of like huff and puff. Mm -hmm. But I made sure I was facing the corner and kind of not out and mm -hmm. about in the main, in the main gym area. Just, I think I look at it as being respectable. And I know, I know you've posted, you've, you've put up a lot of posts on that and talking about it just is you're trying to be respectful of other people and not passing germs. And actually I'll tell on myself last night, I worked out the gym and I dropped my gym bag off in the car and I was changed. I meant to change masks, but I walked into the grocery store and was in the produce area. One of the, one of the people came up to me in the grocery store and said, "Sir, you know, I'm like, I didn't have, I forgot to put my other mask on." So oh, I, no, I, I kind of got busted. But I have a new goal. I my one of my goals, Shauna, is I do not want to be one of these people on a video freaking out. So I immediately <laughs> I ran out to my car. I left my Good. shopping cart right in the middle. I was like, "I am so sorry." I ran oh, sprint out, funny. grabbed my other mask, and I just was like, "I do not want to. I am not that person." I just simply just senior moment, I guess, is, is what I'm playing. I just didn't, yeah, because I look at it as just trying to be re respectful of other, other people. Mm -hmm. Now I want to come back to, so I yeah. thank you for saying that about masks. I wanted, I wanted, cause I know you've done some work on that and I wanted to acknowledge that. Now let's come back to the fitness competition because mm -hmm. I really am fascinated about here you are at 40, you're a mother of two and you decided to get back on stage and do one of these fitness competitions. I'm sure that's intimidating for a woman at any age, but let alone, what was it, A, number one, that motivate, you, you talked about the motivation, but why did you pick that contest and what did it, what did you have to train for? What specifically did you have to train for? And I just want to say I had fun watching your videos. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, very important <laughs> to watch what you're doing. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you enjoyed it. So there's lots of different types of fitness and figure and bikini and bodybuilding and physique competitions out there. I've always enjoyed fitness competitions because that includes a fitness type routine. I grew up as a gymnast. That was my big sport. Um, and I get to coach gymnastics now. Um, and there's lots of different types of fitness competitions. And when I was younger, I tried them all. And I really fell in love with one particular one called, it used to be called Women's Tri Fitness. Now it's just Tri Fitness because they invite all different types of people, which focuses much more on being an athlete. So instead of just having a bikini round and a fitness routine round, there's a bikini round, a fitness routine round, an obstacle course, like a military style obstacle course, three different fitness skills, box jump, shuttle run, bench press, and a, what they call a true grit challenge, which is kind of like a CrossFit type challenge. Um, and all of these different things contribute to your overall score, to who the overall tri-fitness champion is. And I love that so much more because there's so much less focus on just how you look. Um, and that's why I started doing fitness competitions in general, because if you do bikini or physique, it's 100% about your body. But I consider myself much more of an athlete than a, uh, I'm definitely not a bikini model. That's not, not my thing at all. Um, and in this competition, your bikini score, you can still show off the hard work you've really worked for. Um, but that's only a tiny portion of everything else where you're demonstrating how much of an athlete you are. Um, so, and, and, my favorite, all-time favorite thing about this now, especially being a mom and having a family, is there's a kids division, not for bikini, obviously, but for the obstacle course and fitness skills and all that, and a men's division. So um, both of my tiny little boys got to compete and my husband got to compete too. So it was just a big, fun family event for all of us. And that's cool. I mean, how was it to have to have everybody down there? And well, number one, how was it to have everybody training? What did that mean for you as you're getting really into the training and into the dieting to have your family on board with you? Um, I can't tell you enough how important it is to involve your family and your fitness. So often I hear parents say, we just don't have time, um, but we turned our workouts into our play. So we'd go to different playgrounds around the city because that's pretty much what we've been doing all summer because not much else is open. We went to different playgrounds and we would create these little workouts to the playgrounds and practice all the different stuff we need to do on the obstacle course. We would set up a little shuttle run and do a family shuttle run challenge. We'd find a bench to do practice box jumps on. And I know this may not be every family's idea of fun, but it's definitely a way to incorporate fitness for the whole family. And we felt much better doing that than sitting there on our phones while the boys played on the playground. And that became our main way of training. And then working on my fitness routine, I was lucky. I'm lucky enough to have a gymnastics gym here in Madison that I can train at. And my son does gymnastics there too. So I get to go in there with my son and work on my routine and he can do gymnastics. And um, it just really became a family affair, which made this by far the most fun competition I've been or I've, I've ever done. And I didn't think I was ever going to do this thing again because I thought it was definitely a pre-baby type thing to do. <laughs> and how'd you end up doing that? How'd you end up placing? Oh, it went so well. Um, so when I signed up for this, I honestly didn't think it would go. Like I, I thought because of COVID, something would get canceled. I would get injured. We, it just, I just wasn't fully, I thought it'd be a nice goal to try to work for. Um, everything really fell into place. Um, the event did a good job being safe and, um, getting everything set up and, um, training went phenomenally. Um, I had a blast. I had so much fun doing gymnastics every day and, and training for this. I didn't take my diet as seriously and, and that actually helps. Um, I ended up, um, I placed third overall. 
I won the fitness routine round. I got third in bikini. I got second in the obstacle course. Um, and, uh, yeah, felt pretty darn good about how it, it all turned out and got to have my boys right with me too. That is awesome. Now, were you competing against other women your age or was it all ages? Well, here's what I love about this competition. So I, my whole time training, and I'm sure you saw some that I was, wow, wow, wow. I'm 40. I have two kids. Um, you know, I can't believe I'm doing this and, and whatever. And I get to the competition and, um, of course there's some younger girls in their twenties who don't have kids yet and have some, some serious time to train. And I, I used to be there, but there were at least 10 women in their sixties. The woman who won the bikini division turned 60 this month. Um, the, almost everybody had kids. Uh, it was so stinking inspiring and made me realize that, um, that I don't have any excuses and I shouldn't be using that as an excuse. And it really lit this fire within me that I can keep doing this stuff. And kids aren't an excuse. They make things different, but, um, they make things better. And, uh, and just how wonderful that whole experience was of the whole family makes me look forward to, to competing again. And, um, just reminding myself not to take things too seriously. I know people that do the figure fitness, bikini bodybuilding, um, you can get nuts. Like you can get so crazy with your dieting. You don't have carbs. You're taking ridiculous supplements. It doesn't have to be that way. You can also just eat healthy, plan a little bit better, um, be smart with your workouts and, and remember the big picture. And then it can be a lot of fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to cut in here one more time. I'll be very brief. I want to remind you that I'm doing hit at home workouts. Hit is high intensity interval training. These are 30 minute workouts. All you need is a set of dumbbells, a little bit of space and a device that can connect to the internet. And you can join me on Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 noon Pacific. That's Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, other times in between or in other time zones. I broadcast live. It's a great workout. Just about 30 minutes. You'll get strength training, core conditioning, and of course, high-intensity interval training. If you work hard, I guarantee you'll be burning more than 300 calories in 30 minutes. That's hit at home exclusively on Homeroom Fit, Wednesdays and Fridays, 12 noon Pacific. There's a link down below in the show notes. You already listened to the podcast. Now come join me for a workout and we can sweat together. Let's get back to the interview. What was what was the biggest obstacle in, in your training with uh, doing with getting the work in that you needed to to get ready for this competition? The biggest obstacle was I needed more recovery time. Um, when I used to train for this stuff, I would do back-to-back -back hill workouts, gymnastics workouts, fitness skill workouts, obstacle course training just about every day. Um, this time around, if I did one hard gymnastics day, I needed to have a recovery day and then maybe an easier gymnastics day. And then, so I wasn't able to cram in as much training, um, in a shorter period of time as, as I would have loved to do, but it, it yeah, it's amazing to, to have this flash comparison of what your body is 10 years later from where it was 10 years ago when you're trying to train for something similar. But as long as you understand those changes and the adaptations you need to make and not do anything stupid and, and spend some time recovering and, you know, not cutting back a ridiculous amount of calories, um, 
it can be done. And, and what was really, really fun is to be able to gain back these skills that I hadn't done in 10 years. And some of them were even better because I gave myself more time to really prepare for them. Um, so yeah, the biggest obstacle for sure was needing more rest and, and trying to respect that and doing a better job with foam rolling. I am lucky enough to be married to a massage therapist, um, and just giving, <laughs> and giving myself some rest days. Um, so I could actually recover from that training. Well, now that we know, I mean, and I'm just thinking about Shauna, and if it's been 10 years since your last competition, it's been, we know so much more about recovery now. Not only mm-hmm. that, but we have the tech, we have Apple watches, we have apps that help you sleep. We have apps for all that. How much mm-hmm. did you, inter- did you integrate any of that technology into your training? And yes. so how- I totally yeah. did. Oh, so, and not just because I write for Under Armour or whatever, my fitness pal is awesome. Um, I, I stinking love it. And I love even just the fact that I know I have to write something down. Um, even 10, there was some stuff online 10 years ago, but it's so easy now. And I remember I used to have notebooks and try to look, write things down and look up in the big old thick book of calories and all that stuff. Now I just quick scan it in my phone and just check to make sure I'm staying on track that day. And if I do have an oopsie in a meal, then I just know to, um, not mess up later that day. Um, so my fitness pal, um, and in terms of recovery stuff, um, we love our Theragun. <laughs> that thing is pretty magical. So every evening was using a Theragun and um, some foam rolling and some icing and some massage. And uh, uh, yeah, definitely incorporated all that tech in there. Um, did a little bit of heart rate training, but it was mostly just tracking food, caloric output and intake and uh, and then using the Theragun and uh, foam rolling for massage, which definitely didn't do a lot of 10 years ago, maybe a little bit of foam rolling, but yeah. yeah that's interesting. I just, it just occurred to me with so much technology available now, it totally changes the game in, in terms of training. Now looking ahead, you talked about being motivated to do this with a family. Have you guys looked to try to identify any contests you want to do in 2021? Will you go back to the same contest and make it and keep it as a family event? We'd really like to. Um, still I still and we're we're on the very safe end of the the COVID spectrum and there were still some times in in Florida where we felt a little unsafe with how many people were wearing masks and stuff like that so we might uh we might just wait a little bit until um until the COVID calms down um we'll see we'll see but we would definitely like to turn this into at least um, and every other year type event for sure, because I think it's a fun goal for the kids. It's a fun goal for us. And, you know, seeing all those 60 year olds out there just rocking it. Um, it just, yeah, it really motivated me and it was just fun to get back to that type of training. Well, well you said your husband, Peter uh, com- competed and your kids it, did Grace, did both Grayson and Clark compete? What events did they <laughs> What events did uh, Peter do and what events did your kids do? So all the same events I did, the military style obstacle course, the CrossFit uh, or the True Grit Challenge and the fitness skills. Um, So Clark's only two. Um, but he did as much of it as he could. He did a, he did the whole shuttle run back and forth at the beanbags. Awesome. I have a cute little video of that. Um, he followed his big brother through the obstacle course and did as much of it as he could. He obviously didn't climb up the big net. and Well, he tried, but we had to take him down. Um, but Grayson did just about everything. We had to help him over the big net, had 
had to help him over the wall. Um, he obviously had different weights for, for the bench press and for the CrossFit challenge and a little different height box jump, but he still did his 50 box jumps. And what I really loved is he just had, he literally was laughing during every single event. He was having so much fun. Um, and he just loved doing what mommy and daddy were doing. And, um, it just warmed my heart so much that, uh, that he, he enjoyed it so much. And I didn't feel like he was pressured to do something he didn't want to do. And, um, yeah, I can't tell you how awesome and special it is. And it doesn't have to be a big fitness challenge, but just to do fun athletic events with your whole family and to lead by example to your kids. Well, and I, that, that brings me back. It was, it was kind of ironic that, well, not ironic that we're speaking today, but I was scanning, I was scanning the socials earlier and I saw your post today about, and, and I'll ask you about that in a second, but I have to say, Shauna, that as much as I've missed, as much as I've missed traveling, as much as this, this virus has impacted both of our revenue streams in that area, I, for, for a second, I, I am so grateful. Well, I don't, I don't regret it for a second because I'm so grateful to have had this extra time with my kids. I mean, I've been, I, my ex-wife works in a, she's in law enforcement, so she doesn't really haven't, hasn't been able to take much time off because she's in a category as, as a, she needs to be at work. She can't just do her work from home. She works in the crime lab. So she can't run DNA cases in the kitchen. She has to be in the lab. And, and unfortunately, crime didn't take any time off during the pandemic. But I really, it's been so awesome to have this extra time with my kids and to really be able to spend so much time for them. What, what is it about this time that, that you really appreciated? I mean, I love, like I said, I, I love seeing what you wrote today. If you could talk a little bit about that and just what it means to be able to look at the positive side of what we're going through. Absolutely. And I've, I've talked and wrote about this a lot. Um, and first of all, it, it is important to acknowledge that this is an awful time and a lot of people are going through some major struggles and, um, and some really awful, scary social things are happening in the world and political scariness. Um, so it is important to acknowledge that. And I don't want to be disrespectful to that. But all that aside, this has been a damn awesome year. We, um, we've learned so many lessons, um, my entire life, literally from age one, <laughs> it's been go, 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 go. Every minute of every single day has always been scheduled and this, to that, to this, to that, to this, to that. And that's kind of a fun way to do things. But this year, all of a sudden it stopped. Like we were forced to slow down and, um, forced to spend time together as a family. And, um, I do love traveling, but I get to see my two young boys grow. I get to be with them all day, every day. Um, you know, even, even with school being at home, you know, at first that was a little bit of a thing to get used to, but now it's super fun. Like I get to do his projects with him and, um, we are just having such an awesome year. And my post today was about how so many people, when they see my kids or they talk to me, they say, oh, I am so sorry. This must be so rough on you guys. Or I am so sorry you don't get to see your friends as much. And actually, Grace and I, we had one person come up to him and say, I bet you miss your friends so much. This has got to be such a tough year. And he shot back. He said, I talk to them every day on Zoom. <laughs> um, they are living their best life right now. They get to be with mommy and daddy all the time. And again, I'm not saying that this isn't hard on kids. And I'm sure it's harder on older kids. But um, 
they really learn from our attitudes, our attitudes about masks, our attitudes about what's going on. And it doesn't mean you have to hide from them in the realities, but if you can turn as much positive into, as possible into it, then that's how they see things too. And our kids get up every day, super excited to go to new parks. Uh, Grayson's only five and he got up this morning before my husband did. I the text I just got and he logged into his own computer and started doing his schoolwork before the school day even started. Um, they're super happy and they're having a great, great year. So there are so many positive things to take out of this year for sure. Well, no, and I, I want it because I saw that and I thought it was such a remarkable post because the only two things that we can control is our attitude and how we react to things. And they're mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we can sit there and say, oh, woe is me and this is happening. And yeah, it hasn't been easy. And, and I don't mean to downplay, like you said, I don't mean to downplay by any stretch of imagination. But at the same time, you take a look and I go, okay, what do we have? You know, what do, you know, what do we have and what can we be thankful for? I mean, I'm, I'm thankful every day I wake up in Carlsbad, California. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure Madison, <laughs> whatever the next No, it's I, getting cold right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a hothouse rose. My, you know, my ex-wife who's from Alaska used to call me at hothouse rose because anything below 50 degrees and I'm bundled up, like I'm going to, I'm going to the Arctic circle, but I really, I just, that's one of the things I've always appreciated by seeing your posts is you, you focus on, Hey, you know, we can't control. There are a lot of things we can't control. But what we can control is our attitude. As I as, as we wrap up the conversation here, what was the biggest learning opportunity out of training for this event? Being forty years old, being a mom of two, you have a job, you have a career. What was your biggest learning opportunity coming out of this? I've been a fitness professional as long as you, so twenty five years, whatever, in the fitness industry, and you know, every day I feel like I I know, I know what the magic pill is. I know what the secret is, whatever the past 12 weeks. And I know things are different for everybody, but in general, it solidified it. You have to find something you love and that you get excited about and you have to include your family in it. Um, it was such a fun journey. And, and I've done, I've trained for lots of different things, but this one was different um, because I felt the steep loss. I and mean, we didn't have our log rolling lumberjack stuff over the summer. Um, I, I kind of felt lost because I've always had something. And then to all of a sudden have something that was very new-ish um, and to be excited about it. And, you know, to not wake up and be like, oh my God, I got to go lift. You know, to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to work on this skill at the gymnastics gym today. I can't wait to go in. Um, and to not focus on your looks to not stress about, you know, starving yourself, um, but just to make healthy choices. I believe in tracking what you eat and finding something you love and giving yourself a goal. And, um, and none of that should have been shocking to me, yet it still was, because I honestly didn't know if I could do it. And then to go through that myself and have so much fun doing it, um, I mean, I feel like I could write the shortest, most successful fitness book in the world right now, just about those few things. Well, it's awesome. Maybe you should. Maybe you should take that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. well, so- I'm not an author. I'm not a published author like you. I'm not that big of a deal yet. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you, but but I mean, here, here's the thing. You, you take the blogs that you've been writing, take the content you have been writing, and you you keep that and you build on it. And and that's where, I mean, to, to little dirt inside secret here is that a lot of the writing the, for the second book I'm doing is based on articles I've been pitching the last few years. So, and that's where anytime I think about an article, it's like, how can I reuse this later on 
or how can I turn this into a conference session or how can I turn it into other things? Because if I'm going to do the research for an article or if I'm going to dig in and learn a topic, I don't want to just do it for one thing. I want to be able to apply it to other areas. So that's just something that I think, um, that, you know, to kind of keep in mind that as you as you build up your library of content, think about, OK, what can I do to expand on it and, and how can I you know build on it? And that's really what Smarter Workouts. I don't know if you know this, Shauna, but I did that series of blogs for Ace a few years ago on one weight workouts. And, that and you was, wrote your book from it. You are a smart guy. Well, but but that just but it's just it's thinking ahead about how to. And that's what I suggest to you as, as you get more into writing and blogging and what you're doing. If you're if you're going to be doing a conference session and you're going to be preparing for it, how can you turn that? In, what what else can you do with that content? How else can you turn it into other things? That way, right. you 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 know you're, you're doing the work and you're just repurposing it for other stuff. Well, Sean, I really appreciate your time to catch up because when I saw you training for this, I immediately just for listeners, I sent her a note saying, "Hey, when you're done, I want to have you on the podcast to talk about your experience because I think it's motivational. It's motivational for me to see you go through it." and to share that experience with you, especially since it was a, a family event. How can people get more information about you? Where, where can they find you online and about, socials? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm on the Instagram at, at Shauna UW, S-H-A-N-A-U-W. My website is shaunaverstegen.com, S-H-A-N-A-V-E-R-S-T-E-G-E-N.com. My last name used to be Martin. I married a Verstegen, so I apologize. <laughs> not, that, not a bad deal. Now, the final thing I want to give allow you to give a little um, a little plug for is uh, it's Huntington's, right? Is is the disease that, oh, thank that you. you lost your mother to? So, talk a little bit about what Huntington's is and how people can maybe pay attention to to that and and you because you do a lot of work. I think with is it the foundation or yeah. you talk a little bit yeah. about that? Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Pete. Um, yeah, and and just like every charity, ours is ours is struggling during this pandemic as well. But um, when I was a kid, my mom was diagnosed with Huntington's disease. It's a neurological degenerative terminal brain disorder. It's kind of like a combination of ALS, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's all in one. It's an awful, nasty disease. And every child of somebody with Huntington's has a fifty percent chance of also having that disease. Uh, my mom passed away in 2013 of Huntington's, uh, but beginning in 1995, I started being an activist and a spokesperson for the Huntington's Disease Society of America. Um, luckily, I tested negative. I don't have the disease. My children don't have the disease. But so many of my friends that I've been involved with over the past um, almost 30 years with the organization um, have tested positive and are very, very sick right now and are in nursing homes right now. Um, and so we have been working hard. I host about six events every single year, fundraising events for the society, speak as much as I can. Um, so for more information on Huntington's disease, you can visit hdsa.org. Um, just like everything else, we've had to pivot all of our events this year. We lucked out. We had a huge gala raised almost $100,000 the weekend before the world shut down. Um, so we that helped us a little bit this year, but now we're trying to plan um, our fundraising because they're so darn close to a cure for this disease. And we're still trying to support our families that are stuck in nursing homes, stuck at home, trying to fight this disease during the pandemic. Well, I think it's such an important, I mean, I know these, these, you can't control, there are diseases you can influence through exercise, like heart disease, like diabetes, onset diabetes, but a, a neurological disorder like Huntington's, I know you can't control. So I just want to give you the opportunity to raise a little bit of awareness to it. And, and hopefully people if they if they if they know people if they, anybody afflicted with Huntington's 
keep that in their minds as they look to make any donations or be able to. Yeah, to or even just take five minutes to learn about it. So it's not such a rare, weird thing. All right, well, Shauna, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and congratulations on rocking in the fitness competition. Thank you so much, Pete. It was so nice catching up with you again. As you could tell, that's a fun, I I really, Shauna is is a great person. I really, we haven't seen each other in a while because obviously she's been in Wisconsin and I've been in, in San Diego. And I do agree with her 100% is that is, I, there's been a lot of stuff. You can say a lot of things about 2020, but truly what really, what I love, what I've cherished about this year, as much as I've missed traveling and doing my work for travel, what I truly cherish about this year is the extensive time I've spent with my kids. My kids are in elementary school. They're in, in first and third grade right now. And this has been a crazy time. But the bottom line is I've had the chance to spend more time with them. And I've also had a chance to to work on my relationship with my ex-wife. I mean, there, I have a lot of work to do on that. But I've had the chance to really be available and be present to help her out and to be available for them. If we had to go through this craziness where I was on the road, you know, I spent 12 weeks on the, on the road and, and spent 12 weeks on the road in 2019, spent about the same amount of time on the road in 2018. So I spent a good quarter of the year traveling. If we've been trying to deal with something like it, it just would have been chaos. So I really do appreciate the fact, as Shauna talked about, this has been a great opportunity just to build family and build connection. And we might not have this time again in our lives. Once, once we do get back to our regular lives, and I'm recording this right after there's been a Right after a drug company has announced a 90% success rate with a potential vaccine. So who knows? We might be turning the corner on this, but I don't want to be overly optimistic. But the but the fact is we have to take, we have to look at what we have and be thankful for it. And also I wanted Sean to talk about what it was like to, to, to set a scary goal. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to be a 40-year-old woman walking out on a competition stage in a bathing suit and doing fitness competitions. And she did a pretty dang good job of it. And that's really why I wanted to have Shauna on. I wanted to have you hear her and have you be a little bit motivated. If she can do it, one of the things about reaching goals is something called vicarious experiences. Vicarious experiences means somebody that you connect with, somebody you feel familiar with. If they can do it, so can you. And that's exactly why I wanted to talk to Shauna. I wanted to have her talk about her experience to maybe give you whatever, whatever you might be facing that maybe you're like, hey, if she can do it, I can do it too. Now, for guys out there, that doesn't mean doing putting on a bathing suit and going in and doing a fitness competition. For anybody, it doesn't mean putting on a bathing suit and, and fitness competition. But what it does mean is where can you look around? What stretch goal can you set for yourself? What can you do to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone a little bit? And if you're having a family like Shauna, what can you do to bring them along? That was my favorite part of the story is how she made it a family event. Not just about her. It wasn't about her training. It was about the entire family getting involved. And that, that to me is really impressive. So with that, I want to thank Shauna for her time. I want to thank you for your time. If you're enjoying the All About Fitness podcast, you can support it one of a couple of ways. This one doesn't cost you anything. You can go to my website, PeteMcCallFitness.com. That's PeteMcCallFitness.com. Go to my website and sign up for my mailing list. And I put out two emails a month where I'm putting out blogs, I'm putting out videos, I'm putting out education opportunities really to help you learn. My whole goal with the podcast, my whole goal with everything I do is to help you, help us all learn how to use exercise to enhance our quality of life. I've been educating personal trainers for a little bit more than, for almost 20 years, not more than 20 years. I've been a personal trainer for more than 20 years. 
but I've been educating personal trainers for almost 20 years, and I can help educate you to learn how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. I'm doing that on PeteMcCallFitness.com. I'm doing it with my books, Smarter Workouts, The Science of Exercise Made Simple. There's a link down below in the show notes for that. My next book is Ageless Intensity, How High-Intensity Exercise Slows Down the Aging Process. It can, it does, and my book coming out soon in early 2021, sorry, early 2021 with uh, Human Kinetics will explain how. That's Ageless Intensity coming out soon. Other content's available. You heard me talk about it down below in the show notes. And I really, if you want to, if you just want to see, if you want to learn exercise, if you want to learn fitness programs, I'm putting up exercise workouts. I'm putting up programs on both my Instagram feed at Pete McCall Fitness. That's at Pete McCall underscore fitness. That's Pete McCall underscore fitness on Instagram. And you can go to the YouTube channel. That's the All About Fitness Podcast channel on YouTube. Make sure it's All About Fitness Podcast. And you'll see the content I'm producing, the information I'm putting up there. And really, you can use it to figure out how to use exercise to enhance your quality of life. If you have any comments, any feedback, please reach out to me, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. My email is Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com. And as always, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for stopping by. And I do look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness. <laughs>